Today is April 2nd. The Bucks lose two in a row to drop the series from the Reds. It's the first three games, guys. But you know we're going to talk about it anyway. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? Um, you know, the regular. Yeah. Pirates dropping I'm another series. Kind of bummed series. that the Pirates are dropping us another series, the first series. Uh see see how quickly we go from year 2022 to 2023 and all of us just forget that there's only six players on this team from last year yeah that and and the fact that i'm looking down through a lineup and i'm like okay he could get a hit here he could get a hit here he could get a hit here there's one guy on this team that i'm like yeah i mean who hits after hedges the other team (laughs) <laughs> I mean, like, he's literally the only one, like our catchers. And that I feel way better about that. They, they haven't. They haven't. Three, three little games. But I feel okay. Like, I still feel like anytime they come up, they can get a hit. Yes, I even mean Connor Joe. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> right. I think I, I, I think, hear all yins out there. I hear all yins out there talking about me hating him. I don't literally hate the guy. Okay. He's not terrible. I just, I thought that Swaggerty earned it. And I just, Connor Joe's a little older and hasn't done as much, doesn't done anything. So I'd rather see the young guys. Okay. So, but it's out there, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say this uh, I haven't, um, you know, we made it clear. Jake's making it clear he doesn't hate him. I right. have just I have ju- I have said along this that he's a guy that will barely play, and then he starts two of these games. However, maybe there's a little bit of something there about riding a hot hand. There because could be. there could be Shelton's good at that. You know he he does that. Shouldn't say good at that. He's good for that. Yeah, except you know how they make their lineups. He says they make their lineup. You know what I mean? They make their lineups a week in advance and stuff like that. So. I guess, you know, he has the ability to make some changes there. However, you mentioned before we hit record about the fact that Graham Ashcraft's cutter is better against lefties. Yeah. And so that's kind of the that's kind of the deal there. They they wanted to stack their righties against Ashcraft. Dude, he looked he looked good. The, those top 3 for the Reds is no joke. Right. They're young. They're going to have their bad starts. They're going to take their lumps, just like we have some guys that will. But they're no joke. We're we're seeing the right. Reds. I thought Hunter Green came up last year, probably a year early. Although for Pirates fans, there's a lot of us saying bring up these guys and let them work through it. I mean, if you Hunter Green had like a what four something like high four ERA last year, and it's like we're, let him work through it, let him learn from it. Yeah. And some guys say no. I'd I'd rather uh, he had a four forty four ERA last year and twenty four starts. And the idea is like they just let him come up and play. They let him come up yeah, and pitch. For 
and, and did, but what, but what was his, I'm not, a, I'm not looking into the red stats. What was he doing in triple a? If he was dominating triple a, then yes, let him work through it at the major league level. If he's not dominating the minor leagues, then I wait or let him work through it down there. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't dominate the minor leagues. He pitched three games. Wait, 20, that's 2022, three games in 2022. Cause I'm pretty sure he started the year last year with them. 2021, he did have 14 starts in AAA and had a four, 413 ERA. But ERA is not everything, right? He pitched 65 innings. He struck out 79. He walked 25. So over almost 11 strikeouts per nine, still over three walks per nine, um, eight hits. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there was some, he gave up 11 home runs in 65 innings. If you're, if you're kind of, that's a, one and a half home runs per nine. So that's not awful, right? right. Um, and he, he basically kept a lot of those numbers up when he when he pitched in the major leagues last year. So those numbers kind of stayed the same. 11.7 strikeouts per nine, so even more. But the same amount of walks, and the walks were his problem. He gave up less hits and slightly more home runs. So he did throw one complete game shutout. I mean, the thing is, the dude throws 102 miles an hour the whole time he's out there Mm -hmm. so it's it's the walks it's the you know it's the base runners 125 innings last year 164 strikeouts walked 48 gave up 24 home runs but they let him pitch Mm -hmm. and he was 22 years old and you know he's working through it he's doing what he's doing i don't know lodolo was a little bit of the same thing They, they just said we don't have anybody else man come up yeah and Ashcraft made his way there, and he's looking really good. And so the idea is, do you, you know, if this is the, if this is what you do, and you just send him out there, then sure. I thought he was a little early, but by the numbers, maybe not. I mean, four forty four ERA in today's game is not like, it's not awful. Right. You don't want your guys above four fifty, but they're not like useless until they're over a five. I would say, I would say like three through five in your rotation. Yeah. Yeah. But for the Reds I mean, last you're year, one and, a last you're place one team, and two guys. Right. Right. You know, hundred, I mean, same record as us. Right. But we got the season series. Um, but either way, a hundred lost team. I mean, I don't care what number you, I don't know. The, the point, I guess the idea is that those three guys are, they are legit talent. The yeah. Lodolos breaking ball is ridiculous. Had our guys all over the place. Here's when you know. Here's when you know it's it's good pitching and and less of just like awful hitting. When you're scrolling through Twitter and the guy that you're facing keeps showing up on Pitching Ninja's account, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. When you keep yeah. seeing Lodolo sliders, like the one that hit Hedges in the foot, it hit him. Like that's not embarrassing. That was a great pitch. Mm-hmm. It's just what yeah. happens. That's a back foot slider, right? It just actually right. went all the way there. It's not great. But it's hedges, right? But, <laughs> but the unfortunately, idea. Unfortunately, it was hedges. Unfortunately for him, because I think that's what push. I think that's what pushes that. It's not like it's Tony Walters getting hit between the legs last year. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, but it's easy to pick on certain guys, and it's fine if they if you want to. Like, hey, I'm here for it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep keep yeah. doing it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not yeah. like complaining and trying to back up hedges. But it is like 
there is a little bit of myself that wants to give credit where it's due. And we did have to face three really good pitchers for the Reds who will take their lumps, but they're also, um, they're going to be good too. Yeah. They're legit talent guys. Uh, I don't know what they have after that. Hopefully we don't have to run through three of them every single time. Right. However, we are also helping them out. Uh, runners in scoring position were not hitting again. And that's what mm-hmm. I say from last year. It's weird. This is not the same Pirates team from last year. It is not the same guys. Just like you just said that yeah. when you look at the lineup, you're not like, well, <laughs> forget this. <laughs> uh we do just have some guys on this team who have a lot of swing and miss, and that is a problem with runners in scoring position. And it's going to have to get better, and that's what this year's about. Unfortunately, yeah. one of those guys is not a guy who's going to get better. Carlos Santana, I felt like these these are the moments you're here for. Yeah, absolutely. This isn't something I, I'm looking forward to getting things better from you. Right, right. I, I am impressed with O'Neill Cruz so far. He's put some interesting swings on a on a couple balls. Okay. Runner at third. He's down two strikes. He, I mean, he slaps that ball pretty much to, to the warning to, track. To the warning track. But the idea I mean? is he 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 lifts. He, he shortened up and he just did what he had to do to score a run. Exactly. He, he's he's I think it was another two strike count. He kind of slapped that ball up the middle. Got RBI, a run in. RBI like, single. RBI. You know, just do what you got to do to get a run across the board. I, I've, I'm, I'm impressed with him so far. He's seems to be making adjustments. Yeah, it's definitely looked a little bit different. He got a hit in all three games. Um, even today with all the runners in school, I mean, 14 guys left on base. Only one was him. Santana leaves four guys on base. That's a big thing. Bay left a couple. Maybe Bay was, was getting starts. If they're even adjusting the – I don't think they're adjusting these lineups day-to-day like that. But he had a great game the first game, and then the next two games, I mean, it's more of what we saw in the spring. He's swinging out. I mean, he swung at a, at a pitch on Saturday that would have been a high ball to to Cruz. And, like, I just, I don't know what he's doing. And it's sometimes, like, a couple of his swings looks like he's swinging out of his shoes. And I just, I can't. He was having a really good at bat today, or Sunday, and he was found a bunch of pitches off, and then it was another... I didn't get to watch the game on Saturday, so I don't know if you misspoke or if he did this on Saturday and Sunday. But a pitch that would have been high to Cruz, okay, maybe he it swings was at. I, 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 I didn't see his at bats on Saturday, so he yeah, possibly could have. But yeah, I mean, today it was just the one strikeout, over three, left a couple guys on base. But on Saturday, uh, you know, getting to play center field because of the lefty. Um, they they went they went with him and I'm like you could have went with Sawinski he was 0 for four with three strikeouts, um, left I, I, a couple I guys just, on base again and go ahead. He's not a bad outfielder, but he is not a starting outfielder on this. We have too many outfielders for him to be getting starts in center field. I just don't I don't agree with it. Sure, and you know so uh, yeah I don't know I, t- to me. Bay getting to start all three games is really interesting. Um, Connor Joe, I'll go for it. Like he didn't look bad. I don't mind that he gets a few more starts right now over top of of Sawinski, especially when you have Lodolo on the mound. And then I didn't know that about Ashcraft um, until you said it. And um, 
you know, so that makes sense to me. Swinsky's not seeing the ball right now. I, I'm okay with him sitting in those tough situations, um, especially Lodolo. But I don't know. Interesting to go with Bay all three games. I, I felt like he didn't really do anything to earn that um, other than on opening day, he was electric. Yeah. And I guess that's where you're at. I could say the same for Castro. He could just show up and hit a big three-run homer that could make a big difference, and he wasn't able to do that uh, on Saturday when he played. He got the the pinch hit today, but two strikeouts left five guys on on Saturday, and it seemed like that was that was part of it too. And, man, I, I dude, we're fans, right? So we're rooting mm-hmm. for these guys, and I'm rooting Absolutely. for Castro in these scenarios because he is – he has the potential to be so dangerous. Yeah. And and the power is real for him, but it's not going to matter if he can't put bat to ball more often. And that's right. the whole thing. And that's the Sawinski thing, too. And this isn't an overreaction. This is going to continue. This conversation could change tomorrow. Both those guys could show up playing Boston and go two for four <laughs> with a couple homers between the two of them. And, and you know what I mean? It's not like you're going to say, oh, okay, they figured it out. It's still only one game. Any of this stuff, you could have a bad guy have one good game, and you could have a good player have even a series of bad games. Like, this is just three games, but this is what we're going to do, right? We're going to break them down and mm-hmm. see how these stories progress. And Castro is one that I'm really watching because what I saw from Bay on opening day could be very important in a season like this. And I know that you're wanting to bring a, a little I told you so up right now, right? <laughs> I don't like I told you so's, but <laughs> I mean, guys are running. I mean, stolen bases are through the roof. Spring training, they were they were successful on a 90% clip. Like, that's insane. But there was a lot of them. Spring training, and but I thought you were talking about just the first four days specifically, of the season. Specifically, uh, opening day last year, there were seven games. Stolen bases attempts were at nine, five successful. Just on opening day alone to this year, I wrote it down over here, 21 of 23 stolen bases. That's oh, 15 that's games. significant. That's 15 games. Double the games. You know, double the games. Oh, so barely Double the games, you're 10 for 18 if you just double the ratio. Oh, even saying successful attempts. So because that matters, because you're saying if if they ran barely more, but the success rate was way higher, it might continue to increase. Yeah, you're talking about, you know, a lot higher. Yeah. I'm not doing the math right now, but it's a lot higher. I got you. Yeah, that's so, that's fair. And then the attempts know, haven't the attempts haven't really increased a whole lot yet. Because because right. it because with the games if you put those up you're only like, but that that was the one of the stats that was brought brought up the spring training it was ninety percent and they were running a ton mm-hmm. so it's going to continue and the, the attempts are going to be more yeah uh, I I thought we were in a spot today uh, Cruz should have tried to take second base I mean we yeah. had to get him moving a little bit you know well you're not the on, only one to say that too and I I question that so. When McCutcheon's up, if mm-hmm. if Cruz, so I'm always going back to the risk. If Cruz gets thrown out stealing, then McCutcheon needs a base hit. If mm-hmm. Cruz stays at first and Cutch hits a fly ball, we get a run out of it. Yeah. And so I don't want I don't want Cruz getting thrown out there and then taking away a productive out. 
And so I'm kind of in the, I'm in the, and maybe this is something that has to be broke because the risk is so small now. And maybe that's the case. If we can, if we can prove that that risk is small, I, I just, I don't know what it does. Kutch, what did Kutch do in that at bat? He popped out to shallow outfield. Yeah. Nothing changes. Right. He, it's still going to be second and third. And then, and then Santana just grounds out to first. So nothing changes in that scenario. You didn't gain anything if he would have taken second. And Possibly, but the scenario isn't the same. That's fair, but the pitcher, it's the just pitcher another runner in scoring position that we leave out there. <laughs> could be. It could be. Even even on Reynolds' fly ball, the throw went home. I forget who was who was it on. It was on third. Was it Castro? Was that his pinch hit for Hedges? N- n- yes. Wait, no. He, Wait. I'm pretty sure. Uh, do it was. I, I have Saturday's lineup up. I'm like, none of that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yes, Castro would have been so. On. Castro like broke like he was gonna go. Throw came all the way into home. Cruz didn't advance. We got to do better. Yeah, but it went right between the legs of the of the cutoff man. He could have just. The only reason he didn't cut it off. I know the conversation even with with the guys on TV. But if Cruz runs, he cuts it off. It went right beside him. He just let it go because. Cruz wasn't running, so he didn't care. Now, it was still risky. He should have cut it off. Yeah, he should have cut it off. They, he should have cut it been, off you know, either and, way. Yeah. But he didn't. And But if you go back, and, like I don't even think Cruz tagged up. No, he probably went halfway. There was nobody out. He should have went halfway. You don't tag up on a fly ball. If he drops that, then you have risk. You're risking getting out a second. Like he Not that deep. He probably still goes first to third. If he's halfway. If he tags up. Oh, there's no way. It. I mean, it's not like he was on the run when he caught it. He was camped. Yeah, well, as soon as you see he's camped, go tag. I don't know. I, I, I see that, but that's not what you... I mean, that, you're halfway there, and I, I don't think that things happen that... I don't think you're getting all the way back there and then turning around and running and still making it all the way to third. That's fair. Yeah, I just... You're halfway, you go back. Now... Once he catches it, though, you get all the way back. If that ball gets through, then you're looking to, you know what I'm saying? Then you're looking to run. But it has to kick away from that catcher in order for you to get there. So, I, I, yeah, I saw a lot of that, too. It, after the Reynolds, right, when Kutch was up, I saw a lot of that, too. Cruz should be running here. And, mm. and I'm not disagreeing with it entirely. I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't have called for that because I don't want... I don't want to take away. Now, if there's one out all day long, like, or if, I'm sorry, if there's nobody out all day long, I'll run on that because you don't take yeah. away the ability for Kutch to hit that sack fly. And so, so would you, would you have thought about stealing during Reynolds at bat? Yeah, I think then you, I would think about it. So if, if you're there, I think I do. Yeah. Especially right now. Out. Like, I, and here's the other thing. Like, I just trust McCutcheon more often to say, I need to lift the ball. I'll lift it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I just trust him as a veteran and as a guy like that, that he's going to hit a fly ball. And he did, just not just not far, far enough. enough. Yeah, but he's not going to roll into your double play is what I'm saying. Like, right. So I'm less concerned about eliminating the double play where even right now, like Santana is a double play possibility. He's hitting a lot on the ground. So I, I get running there, but I also, like, with a guy on third, it's hard. You know what I mean? Now... You need a base hit no matter what. Yeah. With two outs. So there's no reason to to risk that when you have a guy in scoring position. I as the season goes, 
my mind is probably going to be changed on that, right? Because I, I'm thinking of this in risk. <laughs> and if the risk is minimal, <laughs> we run. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe that's it. it. Maybe you create something else. I mean, he steals. If he throws it into center field, you get an easy run. You didn't even mm-hmm. have to hit the ball. So, I mean, there's a lot of scenarios that can play there. I heard a lot of people saying Cruz should be running here. And I'm, you know what I mean? I, I, I get it. I get the scenario. With one out, I'm just saying you, you you eliminate the ability to have a productive out. But I think that's a that's a good thought. I'd love to hear what everybody else has to, th- to say about that because that is going to be something that's going to develop as the year goes. If we're stealing bases better, then, you know, by all means, let's do it. I mean, yeah. we had a little bit of luck that inning. Like Castro mm-hmm. and Cruz both, those were blue pits that don't necessarily fall all the time, and we right. haven't been getting those go our way. And then all of a sudden, you know – you got India just couldn't get there. And then I'm not sure what happened in left field. Like they should have had that play. I think India's was a little out of his reach. And I know that walk said he, he gator armed it, but he didn't get there. Yeah. He didn't get to that ball. Yeah. The, I, I saw like Newman was calling for it. And then the last minute was it, was it, was it Fra- Fraley Fra- was Fraley, Fraley out there at the time. Yeah. Not was it. Yeah. Whoever it was out there. Yeah. Fraley but anyway. Was left. Yeah, anyway, he kind of called it last minute and just didn't catch it. Yeah, I thought that they should have, but... He had to, like, dive for it, but he didn't dive fully because Newman peeled off to the side that he thought was right. I'm not saying, but whatever. Still, it's a hit, book. Line driving to book. (laughs) So Bay went back to center field in that game, too. Connor Joe went into first base in all these changes. DeLay went in for Santana after he made the last out. So there was a lot of moving parts there in that last inning. And I just find it very strange that Bay doesn't play center field till the last two games of the, of the spring. Excuse me. And we've seen him out there twice already. Yeah. Um, I was convinced that this wasn't even an option. <laughs> like, I, I just don't like in that situation, I guess you needed, you needed a first baseman. Yeah. Joe comes out of left to go to first Choi's already the DH. So they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. putting in a catcher. They don't want to put delay in hedges spot and take Castro out when like he could possibly be getting up with a big at bat. Right. You know what I mean? Then you're back to this, the same scenario. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the move. See, and that's, that's, that's like one of the, that's, that's the one thing of that the makes Joe scenarios. good. Yeah. Well, no, not, not just Joe, but that's one of the rare scenarios where I understand putting Bay in center field. Well, you still I, had I'm, you still had Smith and Jigba. You still had Swinsky. They're both on the bench. If it if you didn't have him going out there, you still could have just subbed him in, yeah, for somebody else and put him out there. Like that would have been fine too. However, oh, actually, Bay Brian Reynolds went to center field, and Bay went no. Brian Reynolds started in center. Right. He moved to left. Now I get it to make to put Bay in center. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna move a lot. It's gonna be okay. So now's a good time. To remind everybody about lineups. <laughs> <laughs> How many did we use last year? Uh, I forget the number, but if you guys go back to episode 104, uh, it's right around the five-minute mark we start getting into it. But this came up this week, and somebody had referenced it. So this is a good time to do it. We talked all about the lineups, how much they're going to change throughout the season, how much they did change throughout the season. And we also made it very clear that this is not a Derek Shelton thing. This is an MLB trend. It's based Mm -hmm. on analytics. No one runs the same lineup every day. It doesn't happen. What was the most common? The the team that ran the most common lineup 
on uh, out there the most days. I think it was like eight, right? Yeah, it was something really low. It was not double digits. Eight times the most common lineup, and it was two different teams, I think. But go back and listen to that if you're if you're a new listener to the podcast and you didn't catch that, or you, or you just didn't catch that episode where we talked about lineups. If you're upset about Derek Shelton's lineups. Um, go ahead and be upset about the rest of MLB. I'm not telling you not to be upset about it. Like your opinion's your opinion. I love it. I don't particularly like it. Jake's a big non-fan of it. Um, but the idea is that this is what they're doing. And I think it's good that we know that kind of stuff because we like to blame certain people for things. Derek Shelton has his things that we don't like. Uh, but he's doing them for like on purpose. It's not because he's mm -hmm. bad. It's because he has... Uh, maybe a bad opinion, if that's what if you want to call it a bad opinion, right? <laughs> because it's an opinion, it can be good for one guy and bad for another, right? But it's the same thing when it comes down to whether or not he gets thrown out of a game. He just doesn't. He doesn't think that it does anything. So, I I don't know. He doesn't like <laughs> to do it. I'm sitting here saying right. like, go defend your player, and if he doesn't think that that's important, it's the scenario is not going to change it, right? Right. You're just saying, as a whole, I wish he would do it more, not why didn't he do it today? He didn't do it today. Be, not, I mean, not that there was a scenario today, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Because right. he doesn't do it, period. So just have a problem with the fact that he doesn't do it. And the lineup right. thing, I'm not telling you not to have a problem with it, but like, it's not a Derek Shelton thing. Let's not get no, into it's him. Not. It's an everybody thing. Yeah. Um, and there are people, and just to say, Cruz hitting in the six hole against the tough lefty. He's still in the lineup. Mm -hmm. He ended up facing him three times, but maybe there's a scenario where he only faces him twice and he gets to the bullpen for that third at bat. That would have been great. Um, and, and, and whatever, but it's the same sort of thing. I will also say, um, because we had, we had a little bit of Twitter conversation about this again, because somebody else kind of brought us into it and said that we talked about it on another episode. And they made the point that like players do care. Some players care. Some players yeah. say, I'm going to do what I do, every, no matter where you put me. I don't think mm -hmm. that that's as common as it used to be. I think the, the hitters are growing accustomed to this as well. They understand. Uh, they've probably been dealing with this for the last 10 years. Yeah. So I don't think it's that, that big of a deal. Um, and, and to me, that's the Cruz batting sixth, too. I, I, don't, I certainly don't mind Hayes jumping up to lead off against the lefty and, and dropping Cruz. I don't know if if him hitting sixth is necessarily the case behind Connor Joe, but what did Connor Joe do to, to make us doubt it is go out there and get two hits. Actually, you know, he only got the one, but it was an RBI. Um, but he had, a you know, he had some good at bats and he had, he had, he had two, two more hits, hits today. today. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this is the kind of thing he's our worst player and he's Ish. hitting well outside of catchers, right? Outside of catchers, let's talk about that. But yeah. like he's yeah. the guy on the bottom of the of the roster as far as what I think most of us would think. Mm -hmm. And he showed up. And this mm -hmm. should be a sign of things that we like on this team. Now, I will also clarify that maybe he's not. In the end of the day, he might not be. At the end of the year, we might look at the stats and say he definitely wasn't the worst. Because we don't know what we're going to get from guys like Castro, Bay, and Sawinski right now. Like, those are three mm -hmm. guys in a serious question. Like, they've got to figure some things out. Yeah. You hope to get flash-in-the-pan stuff from Bay on opening day, but, like, what you saw in the next two games was what we saw all spring. 
non-competitive yeah. at bats. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you got. That's what you're going to get out of Castro and Swinsky right now too. It feels like is non-competitive at bats. Those aren't going to last. At least we hope they don't. Because these guys have potential to be better. Their ceilings are much higher than a ceiling of Connor Joe. And the fact yeah. that Connor Joe's the guy that we're pulling off the bench, I mean, he's not Van Meter. He's not Cole Tucker. He's not Yoshi. He's not Hoy Park. Like, this is a better put-together team. Absolutely. And and I and I, I think that's a good sign. And, and I think you're right there, too. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're about halfway through here. Um Let's get into pitching because we we haven't we haven't even touched it yet, and I think we've kind of broke down the games about as much as as I care to at this point. Um, but I, I really want to get into these two starting pitchers. We've already talked about opening day, um, so if you want to hear kind of the Mitch Keller and all that stuff, go back on Friday's episode and check that out. But we had Rich Hill start his first game with us, and Vince Velasquez start his today. Um, and then you know there was some bullpen. Uh, goods and bads. Obviously, everything that that happened um, in today's game was a little bit better than what we saw on Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday, Rich Hill starts off uh, giving up the the home run to India, um, which, by the way, would not have been a home run at PNC Park. <laughs> just to throw that out there. Um, but like to say that he didn't earn it. I mean, he still hit it one hundred two off the bat. He still hit it pretty good. Um, if you saw the graphic during the game, you probably didn't see this. There was a wind graphic during the game, and it's like, oh, wind's blowing 23 miles an hour out to left field. But when they showed the wind, like it really wasn't. It was like a cyclone inside of that stadium. It was really kind of an interesting graphic because I thought, oh, yeah, all these balls are just going to get blown up. But it was kind of like it almost fought against it at one point, but then put. I have no idea what the wind actually did to the ball that day. <laughs> it just because because it was like a circle. I've never yeah. seen anything like it. Um, but some stadiums just don't have that effect. Like Wrigley, when it's blowing out, like it's blowing out. Yeah. Uh, Lee Com Park <laughs> in spring training, mm-hmm. it blows out. You know what I mean? And so this didn't seem to have that effect. However, um, we just have a big left field in PNC, so it wouldn't have went out there. Uh, Kevin Newman's, on the other hand, was out no matter where you're at. Yeah. And he absolutely smoked that ball. And I blame every Pittsburgh Pirates fan who looked at the lineup for the Reds and said, what a joke. He's your DH. And then it was the, I can't believe you have him batting lead or batting DH. And then the floods of them saying, watch him hit a home run now. (laughs) And he did just that. (laughs) We're all guilty of it. It's perfectly fine. We are all it is all our fault. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody along with myself who said he's definitely going to hit a home run in this game. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, just smoked. But then he doesn't give up any more runs. He gives up three hits. Um, he walks a couple. He ends up with seven strikeouts. The drop sidearm, he kind of settled in and really just didn't look all that bad. And then Chase DeYoung comes in the game. And then the hate for Chase DeYoung, right? Because we didn't see, I mean, it was not good. He didn't look good. He didn't throw good. Um, A walk, a strikeout, gave up the home run. um, And just, you know, it it was what what we expected to see from DeYoung last year before we saw what we saw. Yeah. 
we had these we had these concerns coming into the season. Is he going to be able to do what he did last year? And we made the comment that hey, even if he does like half of what he did last year, like he had a 260-something ERA or whatever it was, if he ends up with a 360, like I'm still going to be happy with that. Yeah. Um, time will tell. What he did last year, while it didn't look good in any statistic except for ERA, it still happened. So he's going to get a look. And he, yeah, he's earned absolutely. a look. And it's going to be an extended look. That's all it's you have? Gonna have to be, yeah, it's going to have to be pretty bad <laughs> in order for him to get plugged. Like, it's going to have to be a bunch of unplugged. what you just saw. Yeah. And and it, it might. It might not be quite that way. Um, as a result, maybe not as a result. That's not what I want to say. To add to that, we just claimed another reliever from Detroit, optioned him to AAA. Uh, and put Brubaker on the 60-day. Edwin Yusita, um, this is not like a, yeah, man, we got that guy. But <laughs> it is like if DeYoung gets to a point where like Stevenson's coming back not too long ago, if DeYoung's the guy they say, hey, man, you haven't been effective, we're going to bring him back, and we don't want to send Moretta down, or we don't want, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, maybe DeYoung, I mean, he has no options. He's going to go on waivers. You lose a relief pitcher at that point. Yeah. So getting Yusita kind of back, like in the mix there is just another arm. You need depth. You need to have a lot of pitching, especially in the bullpen. And so this is a guy who, you know, may never come up, but he also could could be one of those types. We need a guy yeah. for this weekend, and then, you know, somebody's hurt. We'll figure it We're out. We're getting somebody yeah. else out. We need a guy for the weekend. You bring up a guy like him, like that's exactly what this move is about. So. Um, you know, that's that Jose Hernandez did throw and I thought it was good Saturday. Like uh, it was good. He looked decent. Maybe he yeah, turns I, in, I, you know, yeah, if yeah, I can get some of watch, those, so. yeah, if I could get some of those from him, you know, we'll be all right. Um, and then, uh, go ahead and tell me about, uh, well, first off, Vince Velasquez started today and I, I got, I have to say, it's got to be tough sometimes to be Greg Brown. I'm going to I'm going to have a little sympathy for him at this point. Like his job is to his job is to talk good about things regardless yeah. of what he thinks. He can be critical sometimes of things that happen on the field and and he should be able to be critical of those. I think sometimes he even sugarcoats those and I don't think he has to do that as much as he does. I think he does sugarcoat some things that are going on during the game that he doesn't have mm-hmm. to. But as far as things like the fact that Vince Velasquez is there at all, like it's his job to find good things about him and bring them up to try to make sure that the fans that are watching are okay with it. Like those of us who know can <laughs> can see through what he's saying and say, Greg Brown thinks this guy's good. Look at the way he's saying. But that's his job. Yeah. Like he... That's his job to say those things. So, I mean, like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to fault him for that. He might think the guy's junk. He's not going to say that. Or he's not going <laughs> right. to have a job. Right. So, he's doing his best. I will say this. Athleticism, I'm not going to doubt. Like, the guy's chiseled. He looks in great shape. And they showed those clips of him playing left field. Like, those were legit plays. Yeah. And the, and the ball that hit off his arm and he just throws the guy out with his left hand, like, these are things that, like, I'm not going to... That doesn't mean he can pitch. <laughs> but they are impressive in their own right and what they are, that's fine. He's not going to do those things that much. Those aren't things that you count on. Right. 
but I don't mind and, them showing that. Those are cool things. Yeah, they're interesting. Some some of those are interesting, like the, you know the story he told about when he was in high school. Couldn't pitch because he had bone chips or something. He went out and played center field left-handed. I didn't actually even hear that one. He That's, played center field left-handed. So there's some folklore here going on with Vince <laughs> Velasquez. He's he is ambidextrous, like yeah, he's amphibious. Amphibious. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, is how how does this start go? Tell me how his start goes. Okay. What did you see? I mean, it was I, I saw a lot of a uh, lot of luck. Mm. Um, I, he got a I think he got a strikeout. It's a three two. I can't remember who was hitting. Uh, I think it was it was a lefty, so it wasn't Will Myers. But I was either thinking way. it was Will Myers. Either way, right down the middle, ninety four, middle middle, swinging a miss. That's luck. Yeah, <laughs> at the, at the big league level. Like if it was ninety eight, not so much luck and just like yeah. Sometimes you can blow prayer. by a guy. Yep. It's a it, it's it's a. I'm doing this on purpose and and you know hoping he misses swings through a 98 pound hour fast, but 94 like these guys hit that all the time. Yeah. So you know there were some of those, but I mean overall you can't really complain. I mean a couple solo shots shouldn't kill you. Your offense get has got to do better. Um, but but yeah, I mean it was all I can say is okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he goes out there for the to try to get through the fifth inning, and he gets two outs, and he gives up the homer. And it looked like if he can get Friedel out, he can get through five, um, and he just couldn't, and that was kind of it for him, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get the opportunity to get out of that. But he had really settled in, um, you know, after good first inning kind of thing, gave up the homer, but you give up two homers, you know what I'm saying? He gives up the homer. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets a couple, he gets, he walks the guy, uh, in the, what was that? The third inning. And then the ground ball that Cruz slides for, or did he actually slide? He went down for it. I mean, it was a tough play, right? And you want him to make that play. If he fields it and doesn't kick it into the outfield, he stops a run. Yeah, It's still going to be a hit. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like that's going to be a hit. It is Stevenson running, so possibly with Ar- with Cruz's arm, he might be able to throw him out. Uh, but either way, it's if he doesn't get to that ball, it goes into the outfield for a regular base hit. He makes a good play on it, gets a glove on it, but just can't keep it in front of him. If he doesn't get to it, it just goes to left field. It's a base hit that scores a run. So I'm not really like I'm not going to be too hard on Cruz for that play. No, when you're making an extra effort for a play. I just want, even if you don't get the out, if he could just prevent the run right there, that's what you need from your shortstop. Because that's a ball that he can get to. I mean, because he got to it. He mm-hmm. just didn't quite field it as cleanly as you want. Even if he doesn't get the out, he can, you know what I mean? Yeah, just prevent that run. Still prevent that run. But either way, um, a lot of balls just left out. A lot of line drives off the bats. And so even though he was getting through innings and like ultimately it's not that bad if he gets through the fifth inning, um, you know, if he gets through that fifth inning with just the two runs, you kind of feel like, all right, if, if this is going to work, I mean, if you're going to give up home runs, it's going to be at Cincinnati, right? Right. So maybe it gets better. I, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it gets a lot worse. You get against a better hitting team and they're not going to miss those as much. Yeah. Um, but then again, hitting's very hard. So maybe they will. Um, 
So Strizny gets him out of the inning, kind of. I mean, he, you know, gives up the hit and, and he walks a guy, but he, he gets out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, was the walk intent? Did he intentionally? Did they put him on a purpose? Because I totally missed that. I honestly like I don't remember Strizny pitching. He came. I was here. It is. Yeah, he was late. intentionally walked. He was intentionally walked. So the the Fraley double off of Strizny, and then they walk Stevenson. This is after the Friedel home run. And then he, he gets Volster, Volster, Volsler, guy I never heard of who's hit a home run. So two of them, right? Two of them. He had one the other day, too. Come on. How are you going to let this guy? He was. No, so, Fraley so he, did. It was Fraley, not Vols, not Volsler on Saturday. Yeah, he's one of the many first basemen that the Giants went through last year. Okay. I thought maybe they just went out and got a JV since Votto couldn't play for the first time in 15 years. But yeah, that that was number one on their priority list was to make sure they got the same initials. That's what I was thinking, just to try yeah, to, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I do have here. Is this today's game? Vince Velasquez, one, two, three, four, five, six hard hits against him. Now Graham Ashcraft, also six hard hits, seven hard hits against him. Um, however, he was able to get through seven innings. Yeah, and that's what that's what plays hard. Will Crow, um, that he kind of got out of one. Uh, great catch by Kutch. Connor Joe makes the play, or else he doesn't get out of that inning clean. Um, Underwood in the eighth ended up, you know, started off bad, but he ended up uh, having a, a a scoreless inning. Um, so ultimately today, uh, that game was winnable. Three runs, um, just a lot of guys on base. Um, Saturday, let it get away from us a little bit. DeYoung kind of canned that one. Rich Hill, once again, for Velasquez and Hill, five, almost five innings. This is early season. Three runs is okay for a start, but you want to get you want to get at least through the fifth. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And we, we couldn't do that. Well, I mean, Hill did. Hill got through the fifth. So, so that's it. Um, we're just going to have to keep that. We're going to have to keep this. They got away with it. If these two guys can get us three runs and keep us, I mean, that's, that's keeping you in the game. Neither yeah. one of them got blown up. No, if they can, if they can stay around there and hopefully get through the fifth that way, maybe the sixth, then what else do you expect? The only problem with that is, is like, we can't say that about everybody. Mitch Keller can't be the only one that we expect better from. Correct. So Oviedo and Roanzi have got to step up this week. Um, in a big way. In a big way. Like um, I want to see a good. Yeah, and they're going to Boston. We're starting off with two two stadiums that have cheap home runs. So, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just the way it goes. Maybe we'll have a little bit of luck. I mean, you have to you have to have luck in baseball, so maybe we'll get I've, some. Yeah. I do, right. want, I do want to throw this out there real yeah. quick. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I know I was kind of looking off. I'm trying to no, yeah, a you're good. Box scores, um, Dwayne Underwood Jr. I think it's I, th I think I'm at the point where I'm ready to cut this guy a little bit of slack. Um, I think I texted you during the WBC, and who the heck did he play for? Puerto it Rico. Was, it was, yeah, Puerto Rico. I said, "Is Yadier crazy?" You said, "Why?" I said, he's throwing Dwayne Underwood Jr. in the eighth inning. Mm -hmm. He faced Dwayne Underwood Jr. He knows what he does in the eighth inning. Well, we put him in in the eighth inning. I mean, last year was last year. Let's leave it last year. 
well, turn the page. So um, the eighth inning, though, the eighth inning rub I have on him is is based on career numbers, not just last year. I was saying I this it. going into last year, and he's continued to do it. Uh, say what you want here, but like what I'm looking at is Volsler leading off. He has a 3-1 count on him. That's what that is, right? Nope, that's the score, 3-1. <laughs> Where's the count? It doesn't actually give it to me here. I was like, did he have a 3-1? No, he had a 3-1 count to everybody. Sorry about that. I don't have it then. I don't have the pitch-by-pitch pitch here. I, I thought that that was giving me innings, outs, who's on base. Okay. He gets a he gets a line out by Kevin Newman, a line out or a line drive single by India. Friedel, nope, that's, hold on. In two strikeouts. Volser doubled. Now we got it. Myers struck out. Spencer Steer grounded out to shortstop, and then he got Benson to strike out. So he struck out the, where's the third out? Oh, the ground out, yeah. Oh, that was the dumb, dumb moment there. <laughs> but he's getting the, I mean, did he give up a run? No, he didn't give up a run. He just gave up, the, that's what I'm saying. He gave up the double to start off the inning, and then he settled in, and he was, he was okay. A ground out, two strikeouts, like, that's what I'm saying. He, and I, he and ended I, up fine. I understand the gripe in the eighth inning, and 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 I'm still leery about it. But I'm also, I, I'm a fan of this team. I'm a fan of the people on it. I want him to succeed, and I'm gonna wish good things on him right now. Not 100%. saying, oh crap, here we go. Right. I'm not. You know, it is what it is. This is who we have. We don't want to overwork our bullpen like we did last year. We're gonna be giving some different guys looks. I hope. In different situations, you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you can't, and mm-hmm. and we weren't winning. Like we would, we didn't put him in the eighth inning with the lead. We didn't put him. Like I don't know. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think he's 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 been better. Not so much in the spring, but at the WBC he was good. He's been, you know, he's been, he's been able to put together some good innings. Eight of fifteen I'm, were strikes. Well, we're in the strike zone. They swung at nine of his pitches, so. Wow, this is pretty crazy. Savant takes you into so many things. Just one. It says one of his were hit hard in the fair territory. That was the double. So anyway, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Give him an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy that, that will give you innings. There's there's that for sure, and those are very important on a team like this. So, Yeah, and if, and, and if he does happen to fail... It's okay. I mean, I'm sure the team's just going to move on. Right. Eventually. I mean, even if he does well, I think they move on after this year, but we'll see. All right. We do have to talk one more thing here before we wrap it up, and that is uh, the crazy saga of the Brian Run. I mean, it's just stupid if we don't talk about it a little bit. Um, I, and basically, just give me your take here. Hit a home run today. Um, do you think this is something that gets announced right before the home opener for PR reasons? Do you think... It includes this opt out. Yeah, I'm just it for me. It's it's a 100 guess. Like I have no idea. I think a deal gets done by opening day or home opener. Um, I, I I'm not not they, sold on the opt out clause. Like I I feel like they're just having a staring contest right now. Like everything that pops up is just like no new news, no new news. No, because right now that's where we're sitting. Uh, yeah, I think the Pirates are going to have to up the money in order to get rid of that opt-out clause, and they should. I mean, they should. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I would much rather you pay him more money 
and and not have the opt out clause. I just think that that's a because the the fact is is the pirates are saying if we do the opt out clause, we're going to have to backload this thing. And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm fine with that." Well, I don't understand that. Of course you're fine with that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be fine with that? I think it's a it's a lose lose situation for the pirates here. If you front load it, he's opting out no matter what. Yeah. If you backload it, then if he regresses or gets injured and he's not as good, he'll definitely take it, and then you have to pay him. Yeah. Four years on a bad deal. If you stretch it straight across the board without loading it either way, I think that's your probably your best bet because then you're not paying him as much if he is bad. And I don't know. You have to put it two ways. If you're a good team, he doesn't opt out. Maybe that. If you have a yeah, if I you mean, have a postseason you- appearance in the first four years then the opt-out goes away. Something like that. I don't really know. Why would the player ever sign that? Just give him more money. Yeah. yeah I, would, I wouldn't I would sign that as a player. <laughs> I mean, also, if you if, if you have the opt-out clause, you're, you're betting on your organization as well. You're going to want to stick around for this. If you front-load the deal, this is the only scenario I would think. If you front-load the deal, pay him now when you don't have a, money, a bunch of money going out, front-load the deal, if you think he's going to opt out after year four because he's been unbelievable and he's getting no money after that, trade him. You know what I'm saying? That's your best way. Yeah. Now the team that gets him gets an opportunity to renegotiate before he opts out and they can sign him long-term. You got one of their best prospects in the process. You got something for it. Front load that deal knowing he's going to opt out if he regresses, he won't opt out, and you don't have to pay him as much. Yeah, uh, that's the only that's the only way I say you do it. And I don't know either if way, any situation you get an opportunity to renegotiate as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know if there's any scenario they could even even if you can get that opt out pushed back another year. You're well, I think that's two yeah. extra years. I think that's the big thing. The one. If it's four, because it, it's four years, so you're splitting starting it this year. Starting this year, so you're splitting it right in half. Mm-hmm. So he gets you only get one year of his free agency in that case. Right. And then he goes to the open market if he opts out. And the way I see it is you either you have an opportunity to renegotiate if he's if he's really good and he gets MVP votes and all that stuff, you renegotiate and you pay him more in those back four and make him guaranteed money that he can't opt out of. Yeah. If he regresses at all, or yeah, if he regresses at all, then you trade him. If he stays the same, you probably trade him too. I don't know. Why wouldn't you just give your buy yourself four more years, front load that deal, give yourself four more years, and then knowing that the back half of that contract is only going to be opted in if he's not good. Yeah. And so you have your opportunity in four years to trade him or not, but you don't lose anything. He deserves that money right now anyway. Yeah. Front load that thing and go from there. And, and, and to me, that would be the way to do it. Not to backload it. Right. I know that because because I know you say like, well, if you backload it, he's guaranteed going to opt out. That's fine. Give yourself four more years. He has, he has the ability to have that comfort that if he's not good, he can still get paid for four more years. And yeah. you're not going to have to pay him a premium money. I think that's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But if he is really good, you have four years. You, you can renegotiate. Get yeah. those four years guaranteed, pay him the same you just paid him, or if you're not going to, trade him before it gets to that point. There's not a no-trade clause in there. If you backload that thing, it's horrible for the Pirates. Yeah. Because yeah, I just don't see a way where it ends up good. Right. 
I agree with that. I guess if you I guess if you backload it, you still could do the trade. You still could just have him for the four years, still trade him if you think he's gonna if you think he's gonna get out of it. The only problem is is the you're running that risk that if he's bad, then you're you're gonna overpay him for four. Yeah. So for me, I front load, but I don't really even know if that's an option. Uh, here's the thing. These things are never easy. We have never, to my knowledge, I mean, even known discussions like this. Right. This is unreal, the, the, the peak inside that we've had to these negotiations. I would imagine all of them are this difficult. Yeah. And we just don't have, it's just because of all the stuff that's gone on that we even know it. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's the way it feels to me. I've, to, to me, I, I think we know about it because I, th- I think the organization kind of wants the, the, the pirate fan base right now to know we're doing, we're, we're trying. Oh, you there's know, no I, doubt. I think, anytime I think that's some, all it is. Yeah, you're right. And anytime something's leaking, the only things that are going to leak are going to be the things like if, if it's making Reynolds look good, it was leaked by CAA. If it makes the pirates look good, it was leaked by the pirates because they're trying, that's what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. just trying to make them not look like the bad guy. You know what I mean? And that's not, not even not look like a bad guy or look like the good guy. Either way, I, I think they just want the pirate fan base to, to, to see, hey, not that we hear you, <laughs> but we hear you. Like, we're not necessarily basing our things on the fan base, but we do want to let you know as a fan base, we're trying to get something done. Yeah, I could see that. I also think Nutting really does want to get something done. I do too. When he steps in, that doesn't mean he's willing to put the money out there, but I think that that's what he wants. He just thinks, dude, that's a cheap deal. I mean, technically mm-hmm. new money, it's seven years, 100 million. You're just going to have to go further than that. You don't think you have to go that much further. You just ha- you have to go further. We can't yeah. pretend like that's going to be enough. Both sides have met somewhere in the middle. There's been a little bit more, like Reynolds is not budging on years, but he's budging on money. The Pirates are mm-hmm. not budging as much on money, but they've gone to the eight or eight years, technically, counting this year, yeah. eight years. But even seven, they were at six before. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit of give and take, uh, but I think when Reynolds said, if I'm going that far down, I throw in an opt-out, it was like, all you got to do is just get closer on the money. Mm-hmm. At least back that opt-out out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Make it four years of the new seven or make it, three years like with with with, i'm sorry uh five years and make those last two years an opt-out something like that yeah but i don't think i don't think that's a good move on reynolds part either he's too old at that point you need to opt out when he's trying to opt out he that's when he would need to hit the market like that makes sense not in the contract it doesn't but age wise he needs to hit it then so i i just more money is the only answer it really is yeah all right um, let's move on. We have got, uh, three against Boston, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday night games, and then a day game on Wednesday, uh, Thursday off. And then it's the home opener. And we are, we're trying to get something pretty cool for the home opener episode. Uh, if you saw the Twitter, we want, we want your home opener stories. So hit me up on Twitter. And so we can kind of get that in there. Um, I just realized it wasn't easy to download videos from Twitter. So once I get that figured out, I can get the, <laughs> I can get those. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna uh, we want to hear from you guys about the home opener. Um, I think there's a whole different level of excitement around that compared to opening day. 
Um, and so we're going to talk about that on Friday's episode. Other than that, um, we got some work to do here. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. let's go play well against Boston. Yeah, buddy, I'm down here as a big Boston Red Sox fan, so we're going to be we'll be talking some smack back and forth. There should be a good time. All right. That's good. <laughs> hopefully we hopefully we get to go back and forth with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for this week, guys. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>